0: designed by wingnut social is brought to you by wingnut social the interior design and home pro marketing agency for you guys learn more at wingnutsocial.com have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your design business
1: then welcome to designed by wingnut social helping home professionals accelerate their success with proven industry practices and expert advice
0: Hey, kids, and welcome to Design by Wingnut Social. I'm your host, interior decorator, Darla Jethro-Powell, and I had a very interesting conversation today with Robert Ansel of T&I Design. He is a restaurant designer, hospitality designer, and high-end luxury designer, and our focus of the show today was restaurant design. What is it? If you're an interior designer who wants to switch over to hospitality and restaurant design, what does he recommend that you do to get into that and how robots are taking over the world? (laughs) All right, let's get into my conversation, but of course... Here we go. i got to tell you about them. Robert Ansel has spent over 25 years in the restaurant industry, designing and overseeing the launch and operations of over 40 new restaurant brands and 500 plus restaurant or cafe openings and remodels. That's a whole hell of a lot, folks. His projects have taken 24 countries where he's worked with clients in a wide range of businesses from restaurants and hotels to offices and luxury homes. Robert is particularly, particularly experienced in franchising and development in international markets. Super interesting conversation, folks. Don't go anywhere. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Robert Ansel to the show. Hey there, Robert Ansel. Thank you for joining me today on the podcast. How the hell are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing really well. And we're talking about a subject that's near and dear to my heart and my stomach. We're talking about restaurants and restaurant design. I should probably stay out of a few. <laughs> yeah me too. menopause has not been kind but that's your speciality is restaurant design we were talking in the green room that's how you got your your start your bread and butter kind of situation at T&I design right so uh, tell us a little bit about that and your your journey and, and we'll we'll get into restaurant design and on I think this is the first time we've discussed it on the show so yay
1: um well my my background is actually I I have always been in restaurants and um I um I, I started off in, in, in kitchens and restaurants, um, you know, managing them and um I just ended up working for companies that were opening up lots of restaurants that were, you know, and I became very involved in layouts and floor plans and design and, and so on and, and it's just something that I loved and just something that, you know, I just completely migrated to. Uh I was given the opportunity to set up my own business and and it was a it was a restaurant consulting business and and really focused on concept development which which was essentially my background since then i just designed a lot of restaurants i mean we were we at that point it was the next idea uh the tni and tni design stands for the next idea and it was a full consultancy it was a full restaurant consultancy creating literally creating concepts across the world india middle east obviously america the uk um, and parts of Africa, and um, it, it was it was going very very well. But the strongest division was by far the interior design and architecture. And um, so what started to happen was was that a lot of our clients would say, "Hey, come design our house," and "Hey, come design our office," and we would do that. Um, but what would happen is is that we would end up getting referred and 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 then so people would would come to us and say you know I I, I was referred to you to come and design my new you know 20,000 square feet luxury home um, but I looked you up looked you up online and, and you're a restaurant consultant how does that work and so it became pretty evident that our message was extremely not clear um, and so and and <clears throat> we were in the business of making messaging clear so um, in 2005, 15 we split the company uh the next idea remains as is and um we set up the TNI design as as a sister company it all comes under the TI group um and uh, that focused on interior design and architecture uh comprehensively um our business is still probably about 60% restaurants hotels cafes hospitality in general um and then about 40% of our business commercial and luxury residential we don't do much on this sort of uh, the lower end, but we do do a lot of luxury residential and multifamily.
0: Sure. So there's probably a lot of uh, designers in the audience who are listening, who would like to break into what it is that you're doing now, hospitality, say that 10 times, hospitality design and restaurants. But I want to back up a little bit. And you said you were working in restaurants. Were you, are you a chef? Were you actually working in restaurants or were you doing the design or some, of some other facet of work in a restaurant?
1: Definitely not a chef, although I worked in kitchens. No, I I I, I entered in the the way most people entered in, and uh, my first job was actually a bouncer in a in a in a bar in Glasgow, which was will never never leave my mind. Um, <laughs> and and I just I loved it. My mother was was into food and, and into catering, and um and and we sort of grew up in nice restaurants as, as in going to them. Um, but I just loved it. And um, so yes, to, to start off with, I was actually working in restaurants, and then as a, as my career progressed, and I became sort of in a more corporate environment, um, I'd get very involved, and I'd I'd often get called in, if you like, to advise on certain floor plans and so on from an operational standpoint, and 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 really, it just sort of it went from there. It, it, I wouldn't say it was an unusual beginning, but you know, you tend to find. In the restaurant business a lot of people at a senior level in the construction architect design uh, but in different departments all started off as a dishwasher or 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 a waiter or something i mean i'm working right. with, a, with a with a large group now and the client there who's <clears throat> head of all development and construction that started off as a as a dishwasher and and now you know sort of several years on he's He's head of everything, I guess. I don't know. But, um, he, you know, so that's not uncommon in the restaurant world. Yeah.
0: I love that. So your design background, so did you, are you, where did you get your design background in order to inform these decisions when you started? Because if you're going from working in a restaurant to designing the restaurant, there's a missing piece there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I think I I think I dreamt it up is is the honest answer. Um I certainly I certainly didn't get trained although I did train myself and and you get trained yeah. when you make mistakes. Education is expensive no matter how you learn. Yeah.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. I'm I'm very familiar. I've made a lot I'm not trained either. I made a lot of mistakes. I call it I called it um I used to say it was cheaper than a college education. <laughs> a lot of people don't think that's funny, but I I did.
1: And and <laughs> not to contradict you, but I think in some cases it's a lot more expensive than college, but it depends on how big it is. And I would admit to <laughs> you. Yeah. But um, yeah, really, it was it was I, I was self-taught. I, I loved it. Strangely, when I was at school, I was told not to go into architecture and design. So I think that probably dissuaded me from from pursuing that at college um, and instead did hotel catering management at college. But um yeah it w- it was it was self-taught and and really just learned and and obviously inspired by you know other designs mm-hmm. and other restaurants and and I think the fact that I worked across the world was extremely helpful because yeah. you you learn so much when you when you go to different you know go to different companies
0: i i I know I love that and i I ask that for a reason because there's a lot of designers in the audience who are self taught and they'll they'll be consulting with architects or contractors or they'll have designers on the team who are n c i d q and and all of that so they have their their bases covered but I see a lot of principals, a lot of visionaries a lot of big picture design firm owners who are not who are self taught and, and yes i I'm sure that there that is um inspirational for a lot of people listening and i always tell people when they reach out to me and say how you know how did you start your interior design firm uh even though you didn't get education I'm, i always say go get your education i'm never going to discourage someone or say not to do it but <laughs> if you don't or you know for whatever reason i hire the people who have it and then just be a big picture person big designer big you know
1: yeah 100 percent. i think um it's only in my opinion anyway you know there there is no substitute for a formal education because there you learn about different styles and and things that certainly people like me i'm not sure you, but certainly people like me never really studied and, and never really understood and, and and you know we just go out mm-hmm. and we design and and maybe that's an advantage, and maybe that's a um disadvantage, but you, you certainly for me it hasn't hurt, but I do agree I think if you have the opportunity to get that college education, the foundation is is invaluable. You know, yeah. there's definitely a sort of slight movement at the moment saying, well, you don't need to go to college anymore. You can get everything online for free. And that may well be true. I, I still think that the social element of college and, and the education that you get at college uh, or university is, 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 yeah. is valuable, and especially in design and architecture.
0: Yeah, I just want it's our little disclaimer. But at the end of the day, I mean, there's so many. I mean, look, you have a huge firm, a huge firm, incredibly successful. So I, and inspirational. We went down a little rabbit hole, but I, I thought that's important for people to hear. Okay, so you're you're designing restaurants, you're growing your firm. So let let's fast forward a bit. And again, I want to speak to aspirational designers in the audience who want to get into hospitality and restaurant design and talk about just getting their foot in the door with a doing it, what the difference is between, you know, doing restaurant des- design and general commercial design. Let's just start there and say, where, where does one get We st- even started in, in getting into this industry.
1: You know, certainly if someone wants to get into the industry, the obvious, the obvious um, starting point, education, and then find a firm that specializes in hospitality and just bug the hell out of them until you can get in. Now, I get asked, you know, well, how do I get in? You know, they have 200 applications. How do I make mine different? And the the, the honest answer is, and again, this is what I would do. I'm not saying it's the, it's the right thing to do. Um, apart from the obvious in terms of make sure that resume is absolutely 100% perfect um no spelling mistakes it reads correctly and so on and um is is do some designs just go out pick a pick a starbucks pick a panera bread and just this is how i would design it and why and and, and create something that's very specific for that firm that you think will at least get their attention and i and certainly it will i mean if we get something it, you know we obviously get a lot of resumes and and the only thing that we focus on is is the creative part we check the resume very interesting we make sure there's no big gaps and 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 there's no sort of you know sort of i'm here two months and here three months and and that kind of thing especially after college um but the most important thing we look at is the creative component if someone makes the effort to do something specific whether we like it or not um, but they've, they've just made the effort to show creativity and they've explained it. They're literally guaranteed an interview, and it's on them from there.
0: You're about to get inundated with creative resumes. <laughs> great, great, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and T and I, okay, so that, that's terrific advice for anybody. And that, of course, we're going. The you just graduated the education route. Let's say I'm Susan McNuggets, and I'm sitting out there, and I already have an interior design firm. I've been doing maybe residential, and I said, you know, um, residential maybe isn't my cup of tea anymore. I really want to get in hospitality. It's a it's commercial design from what I what I've heard. I've never done commercial design. Is Less stressful in a lot of ways than rather than interior residential. And maybe someone who wants to make that shift and start with a restaurant design. Where where does an experienced interior designer start?
1: Someone who it would be the same place. You you really need to join um a firm unless you can unless you're lucky enough to get a client who's willing to take a chance on you. And and I've seen people um who've offered clients their services for free just to get it on their portfolio. Um, mm-hmm. and it's worked. Uh, so that's also a decent strategy, but not everyone can afford to do that because you're looking at a lot of your personal time, given that you've yeah. probably got a job of some description to do that. So, you know, that's one way. But the other way is, is you know, focus on the right firms and, and try and get in there and, and get that experience. And from there, it's it's you, you, you can either go on your own, you can, you know, grow your career with the larger firms and so on. But there there are different routes in there. Um So I guess it's either try and find a client directly or or go to a firm that specializes.
0: So what is it that interior designers don't know that they don't know when it comes to restaurant design (laughs) if they're thinking of pivoting?
1: I'm still figuring it i I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's say they're doing commercial design, they're doing storefronts they're doing uh residential design and commercial design but the what is it that's specific to restaurant design that both of your answers have been go with a firm who has experience in doing this. You know what I mean, so it seems like there's a, a little bit of a learning curve there. What are some of the things that contribute to that learning curve?
1: I certainly believe that anyone who has a flair for interior design can do restaurants and hospitality, hospitality being hotels, family entertainment centers, and so on. Uh, it, it, the, the big difference, especially when it comes to restaurants, is floor plan and layout. You have to really think about several journeys. So we talk a lot about the customer journey. Well, you have to talk about the employee journey because the employee has to get the food to the customer. Now we're talking about the robotic journey because we're going to start seeing over the next 10 years, restaurants switching out front of house servers, front of house being the guest area, essentially, not kitchen, Um, we're going to start seeing robots delivering to tables. That's already in, in, you know, we're already designing it. It's already been planned. I know several groups that are doing it. Uh, That's going to grow.
0: Where is that happening now that you're designing that for? Where are you seeing that?
1: Well, we're seeing it in food halls. We're seeing it in um, fast casual. Um, So whereas a server might bring or, or a runner might bring food to the table, robots are going to start doing that very very new hitting the market essentially it hit the market last year maybe maybe before but it's only becoming prevalent in 2023 and, and we're actually planning it in now um but robots are going to play a huge part in restaurants for the next 10 to 20 years and and after that it's just a given you have to really understand that you know what is it? you have to make those pathways accessible um you have to obviously there's a whole uh, ADA component with wheelchairs and and so on sure. but Um, I think a lot of, uh, certainly a lot of designers that I've met new to restaurants, uh, good designers, but but new to restaurants haven't really thought that through because they've never had to before. Um, And and so that, that is one major difference. Things like lighting are hugely important. So if you take a retail store, for example, I don't know, maybe Nike. Um, I don't know much about it, so I might be wrong here, but typically their lighting is going to be the same throughout the day. Um, A restaurant a well designed restaurant will adjust its lighting from lunch to from breakfast, lunch to dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, there could even be three settings. Um and, and the reason for that is as customer moods change during the day. You know, lunchtime has to be, you know, way more bright because really we're looking to speed up the experience. In many cases, people only have a set time for lunch, especially if they're working. Whereas nighttime, more subdued, much more relaxing, um, because they have longer. Um and so there's these type of um elements that that need to be addressed that very often will not be addressed by someone who hasn't been in that environment and who hasn't you know lived the the design process there's a number of different elements that we have to be aware of so even though designers typically don't get involved with back of house they need to be aware of health and safety and the code with health and safety because there's small design elements that have to be that 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 essentially have to be Um, included in the design. And sometimes they're not pretty, so you have to pretty them up but still make them compliant. So there's there's a number of different elements, like I said, that that need to be addressed.
0: Hey, so I want to talk to you a second and ask you, what would it mean to you and your bottom line to get an actual paying client from Instagram? Are you an interior designer who hasn't gotten any leads from Instagram at all? What kind of money are you leaving on the table? Well... Enter Instagram for interior designers, our online digital course. If you're struggling to showcase your work on social media and you feel like you're not reaching your target audience and missing out on potential clients, then you need to check out our online marketing course, Instagram for interior designers with over 1 billion with a B folks, monthly active users. Instagram is the perfect platform to showcase your design skills and reach your target audience. And our course, is specifically designed for interior designers who want to learn how to create a compelling Instagram presence, attract followers, and cha-ching, turn them into clients. In this course, you'll learn how to create stunning visuals, write compelling captions, use hashtags effectively, and engage with your audience. You'll also learn how to use Instagram's powerful features, such as Instagram Stories and Reels, to showcase your work and reach a wider audience. But that's not all. Our course also includes expert tips and strategies for growing your Instagram following and converting your followers into clients. You'll learn how to create a content strategy, collaborate with other designers, influencers, vendors, and use Instagram advertising to promote your business. The best part of course, of course, of course, our course is 100% online. You can learn at your very own pace and on your own schedule, and you'll have lifetime access to all the course materials. That way, you can refer back to them anytime you need a refresher, you need to update et cetera. So if you're an interior designer looking to take your social media game to the next level, sign up for Instagram for interior designers today, head on over to wingnutsocial.com, check out Wingnut Academy, drop down and check out that course. Oh, and I, did I forget to mention, there is a money back guarantee. If in 90 days, you don't increase your reach and engagement and your brand awareness by completing this course and implementing what's inside, you'll get your money back. That's a no brainer. What would it mean to you to sign one client from Instagram? Come on, folks. Head on over to wingnutacademy.com, wingnutsocial.com. I mean, that's just, and that's just off the top of your head. That's, that's a yeah. lot. How important is the psychology of the design? You know, that goes to the the psychology component. You mentioned lighting, mood lighting from lunch. It's brighter. We want to get people in. We want to get people out at night. It's more subdued. I imagine there's a component there with uh, colors like Burger King, uh, Burger King's fast food, but it's red, you know, exciting. A lot of food has red and, and these excitable colors for food design. Is there, is that something you guys have like on file you learned at this like there's a bible of restaurant psychology or is it something that changes per client
1: yes there (laughs) there is a color psychology red's a food color uh interestingly interestingly blue is not
0: i don't i can't i can't think of any place i eat whose colors are blue
1: yeah and yet we we will still use it but we'll use it carefully um Mm but but red and 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 the different shades of red are very much food colors and and you'll see that a lot in fast food because of course again yeah. it's it's a racier color and so on and fast racy sort of goes together um but yes there is a, there is a psychology of colors there's a psychology of materials fabrics um and I think w- w- certainly we believe that there is a psychology now um because of all the planetary changes and and so on um they we're going to find that um there's a psychology behind sustainable materials so for example using hemp mm. using bamboo versus using let's say more of a fake wood or or a real wood but it's obviously new and obviously cut down a few trees to use it um so i i yes is the answer there's a lot of psychology in in restaurant design mm. what What's interesting is is that there's a there's a limited um version of um sort of <clears throat> really being able to address all those items and all those elements without messing it up. And um, that's kind of where it gets interesting.
0: All right. Well, I definitely see where we're saying, go train with a firm that has this experience. And now I'm really starting to kind of see why your education was way more expensive than college.
1: (laughs) Uh, Some of my employers at the beginning were paying for my education. It didn't go down that well either. It was no such thing <laughs> as a student loan.
0: <laughs> is there, is there, a, this is, tells you I don't have my interior design degree or anything. Is there like a specificity uh, degree for this particular genre of interior design? Or it's? is it really just once you graduate, you're going to learn this on the job?
1: I don't believe so is the honest answer. I've never come across um, a specialist Hospitality design school. Um, now, what I have seen is I, I do see um, some courses um, it, focusing or, or providing, you know, whether it's a, a semester or whatever that focuses on hospitality um, and addresses all the different areas. But I certainly haven't seen a specific course, although it's a good idea. We might look at it.
0: There you go. Some CEU stuff going on. All right. So, uh, Robert, what's the biggest challenge that you see happening today? with restaurant design
1: it's definitely sustainability um the reason for that is is that there's there's a number of components within that um so number one you have a consumer demand where they're looking for restaurants that are designed with sustainability in mind then you have the reality of designing a restaurant with sustainability in mind take something like hemp which is a great material we've used it it's just not as robust as let's say natural wood um, but natural wood involves is, is is not sustainable. I mean, okay, there's sustainable wood farms, but they're not it's not quite what we're talking about. And also, it's 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 generally not always, but generally more expensive if you buy a, a reclaimed wood versus a, a new wood. You're going to be paying up to about fifty percent in some cases more if it's treated um, than the actual wood. So you know, here we are essentially in a recessionary environment, whether we're in a recession or not. We've got high inflation, um, mm. <clears throat> where it's going to be very difficult to persuade a client to go with the sustainability side versus, um, you know, try and keep the the fit out costs and and, and the capital costs as low as possible. So that's, that's, you know, challenge number one, challenge number two is um, really looking into the future and making sure that you are covering what's happening within the restaurant industry. So we talked about robots before, but there's also things that have been live for over 10 years, such as kiosk ordering, as opposed to, you know, face-to-face ordering with a, um, with an employee, with a cashier, um, again, these things have to be integrated. People are becoming more used to them. Not everyone likes them. So how do you create that balance? But I think what we're going to find is, 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 is cost is just going to be a huge factor. And and that's, it it always has been, but certainly over the next few years, it's Mm -hmm. going to be very dramatic. Um, and, yeah. and then again, how we integrate new technology is, is, is of paramount importance.
0: So let's touch on the robot thing, because that fascinates me. And you're more privy to this than anything I've heard of or seen, because you're designing for this uh, eventuality and actually reality, right? Are we talking like full-blown Rosie the Riveter coming down the aisle, giving you your tray of hamburgers? Or is this more like a like a assembly line kind of Ford Motors kind of f- food thing?
1: So the moment what there are what they are is um, they're essentially I don't know if you ever remember Doctor Who and you had Daleks but but essentially they're on wheels and they have trays on them and the kitchen will put the tray onto the tray of the robot the robot then goes and takes it out to the customer customer takes it off the the the, the robot and then when the customer's finished the robot will come over and the customer will load up the tray the trays on the robot. That's what we're seeing right now, oh, and okay. that's what's on the market okay. right now. I would say within probably ten years, um maybe sooner, we will start to see robots with legs and mm. arms um, and we're going to see AI hit a different level whether whether we approve of AI or not it's mm. it's simply with it's us happening it's, not, it's happening it's not going to stop the roller coaster um and, wow. and I think yes, you are going to start having robot servers within. A set time not quite sure what that set time looks like i'm going to say 10 years because it sounds about right could be sooner could be later but that that is definitely going to happen yes um you know there, there there's already voice recognition with robots and, and so on and then in the kitchen there's also there will there's currently robots there's flippy which is um exactly as it says it flips burgers and adds cheese <laughs> and, and it's still very very early but it's doing great um, but we're going to see yeah we're going to see that grow as well and and I think we're going to see kitchens being more robotic at different at, at different levels and, and what again what that looks like is still it's almost who who gets there first is mm-hmm. and there's obviously companies out there working on it uh McDonald's is quite far ahead obviously um you know they've always been pretty advanced with with how their kitchens um operate yeah. so they're they're quite far ahead with their development but there's plenty of others and and those, the more independents so or the smaller chains, they'll catch up real fast. So
0: I'm envisioning the, are are they using like those invisible tracks in the floors? Like, is, you know, to guide the robots? Are they following, you, you know what I mean? Like Disney World has those rides now where there's no tracks. You're yeah. just, they're just following. Have you seen that? Is it, is it something I have, similar? I have.
1: Um, they're more, the, the path is programmed. And they're in there following okay. that. So I don't even know if the path is put on the floor. I think it's just programmed into the, into the oh, memory. Oh, I see. Like um, a Roomba. And then they follow it. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> table XYZ is this way. Table, you know, ABC oh, so is cool. this way. And, and so on. And, and that's how it works. Yeah. And then there, there's different ways of doing it without getting too technical, but you can put mm-hmm. like beepers on the table and then the, the robot knows to go to that table, but it knows the map. So <laughs> it, it knows the roadmap, if you like a little bit like ways for robots. And it, it goes to the table.
0: That is so cool. I had no idea we were that close to getting that. Oh yeah. 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 Wow. that That's, that's insane. And um, of course we could have a whole other show on that, you know, people yeah. losing their jobs to robots. I, I don't know if you watch South Park, but they had that whole infamous episode where they took my job. <laughs> You know, it's happening it's, it, and sadly it,
1: it's happening yeah. and, and we have to rethink it because it's yeah. going to be a, an enormous problem. I mean, they're saying that, you know, up to like 300 million jobs will be lost within the next 20 years to mm-hmm. AI in, in, or technology because it obviously covers different aspects. So um, I think that's true. I, I, and yeah. I think we need to find new jobs and, and new solutions, which we can, we're human we're able to do that. Yeah,
0: we, we can adapt. We're not going to be blockbuster for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robert, is there anything that I've forgotten to ask you on this topic that you think that the aspiring restaurant designer needs to know before we head into the fire round?
1: The only thing that I would say, and again, this is my personal opinion, but it's, it really is down to the individual. I, I think if, you, if this is what you're interested in, you'll find a way um, and you have to persevere. There is no room, especially not in this country, where if you don't persevere, you're going to succeed. You, you have to be um, relentless in your quest and, and just be humble, but not be scared and, and you'll do great.
0: I love that. Terrific advice. Now, Robert Ansell, I have to ask you, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round?
1: I think so. I don't know. Am I?
0: <laughs> what would the hashtag on your tombstone be? He did it. I hope. <laughs> 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 You're stuck on a deserted island, but you can have one food forever. What's it gonna be? Oh, lobster. Oh, well, okay. Good one. Uh last but not least, please recommend a book that has impacted you either personally or professionally.
1: There's been there's been many. There there was good to great. I think that was that was a, a, a great book. Um not mm-hmm. because it was just so well written, it it wasn't. Um but it, it was it it made you think about how companies progressed and if you're able, and I personalised it, and for me that was it was a great book.
0: All right, cool, Robert. Please tell the listeners with they can go to find out more about you and TNI, and we'll call it a day.
1: Okay. Uh, well, you can look me up, uh, Robert Ansell, on Google, and uh, the company um, has its own website, of course, uh, TNI and just it has all of our contact details and some of our projects, and um, yeah, enjoy.
0: All right, Robert. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Get ready for that; uh, those resumes to come, come flooding in. That's Ansel A N C I two Ls, guys. I'm
1: more interested in the designs.
0: <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be fun? the The designs for the robots. You should get some really good ones there. We're from Cheat GPT. Maybe we'll do a few. <laughs> I like to call it. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I had no idea that we're actually actively doing hospitality and restaurant design to make Ray for the robot overlords for our robot overlords who are just starting out delivering little trays to us, but will eventually, you know, be taking over the world. Skynet, anybody? So cool. I mean, I've seen the kiosks in McDonald's because I frequent McDonald's way too much. Um, that's another story for another podcast, probably a menopausal weight loss podcast. But you know, and I've seen that. But to the point to where you know de- the Dalek is coming out and and giving you that is I I want to see that I because th- I'm such a nerd I'd like to see it. But on the other hand, um, they're taking their jobs. If you haven't seen that South Park episode, um, just Google it. <laughs> they're they're our taking our jobs episode. Um, highly entertaining. I, I'm a 13 year old boy. That's my humor. If and if you tune into Designed by Wingnut, so she can see my my action figures in the background. Um, sorry, not sorry. Not sorry about it. Not one little tiny bit. It was super fascinating. So Robert, of course, incredibly gifted, had a terrific career path to get where he is today. Super high-end, successful interior design firm. Goals for all interior designers in, the, in that milieu or that genre of design, for sure. No education, no formal education, I should say. I'm sure he's could run circles around anyone who's just graduated from college or, and then some to in this industry for sure. And learn the hard way. So it can be done, right? I, if you're out there and you're thinking, boy, I am not, you know, I I don't have my degree. I do have a firm or I, I am in design, um, but I'm super, super talented. Uh, let's see, let's see how creative you are. Let's see how good you are at design. Send him those <laughs> resumes. Sorry, sorry, Robert. But, um, again, he and I both recommend if, you know, if you have the will, the way and, in the opportunity to absolutely get a formal education in this because uh, the, there's no real replacing that. And I will say that, and you guys, if you're out there and you have firms and you're self-taught, you know, the school of hard knocks is, is, is a difficult road to hoe sometimes. Um, and i've told my story a million times and that is i've just, i hired people who had the education and i was the big picture the the business the, ran the business the big picture designed the rooms and if something in there wasn't copacetic just ran it by my people and um they said yay nay or you know get the hell out of here <laughs> yeah. no they didn't say that but actually i had one that did That's another story. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode Uh, for um, our long form episode. Remember on Mondays we have the mini news sesh. Mini news sesh. I wrote that myself. I'm quite a talented jingle writer, if I do say so myself. (laughs) <laughs> um, so every Monday we have like a little tidbit, you know, like a five to 10 minute podcast with the latest in, in interior design, marketing, social media kind of news or whatever hits my fancy that it's small and, uh, an actionable takeaway on the Mondays and Wednesdays are always the interview with an amazing guests like today's guest, Robert Ansel. So head on over to wingnutsocial.com. If you need help marketing your interior design firm, your architect firm, any, if you, maybe you're an interior design industry coach and you want to reach interior designers, Man, that's what we specialize in. So knock yourself out there. Wingnutsocial.com. If you are not at a point to where you can afford to delegate your marketing out, maybe you're just starting or solopreneur, or maybe you have an intern, maybe you have a marketing team in-house and they just don't know what the hell they're doing. Check out Instagram for Interior Designers, which is our on-demand, uh, downloadable online course. You can take it at your own pace. You can delegate that out to, to the little intern there and say, do everything just like this. Do the research. Do the workbook. Save those to our marketing file and uh, get us found. Get us found on Instagram so ideal clients can hire us. And that's at wingnutsocial.com to uh, Wingnut Academy. We'll get you there. And that is it for this show, guys. Remember, until next time, to get out there, get uncomfortable, and be great.
1: You've reached the end of this episode of Designed by Wingnut Social. But that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head over to wingnutsocial.com or call us at 786-206-4331 to see how we can help take your business from meh to amazing. We'll see you on the next episode of Designed
0: by Wingnut Social, your digital marketing tightly fastened. That's Jim Rohn, right? Good to great, Jim Rohn. Yeah, I think that's who wrote that. Yeah. Collins? Was it um, Jim Collins? Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Or is it Jim Collins? Am I think I'm thinking of the sports guy. <laughs>
1: it was a while right. ago well, that I read it. That. Good so- to great. <laughs> yeah, but it was good to.
0: Let me look. I'm a good to great author. Let me I'm Google that real quick. We'll just edit this out so I say it right. James Collins. Jim Collins. Yeah. Okay. okay. Right. Hey kids and welcome to design. I don't think that sounds good. I hear it. Am right. Ah la 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 clip <laughs> clip 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 all right hey kids and welcome to Design by wingnut social i'm your host interior decorator darla jethro powell and today i had I had today i had <laughs> good boy mango